Welcome to the Conversations in the Word podcast of First Baptist Dothan. I am your host, Nick Funderburk, and I'm joined today with our pastor, Taylor Rutland. Welcome, Taylor. Thank you, Nick. I'm looking forward to having this conversation today. If you don't know, Conversations is a podcast designed to foster meaningful, faith-based conversations. So, Taylor, why are these types of conversations so important in the life of the church? It's mutually beneficial for both the individual communicating how God has been at work in their life, but also the person who receives that testimony or that report. Okay. What I mean by that is we as believers need to develop the discipline of being able to communicate to other Christians, this is how God is working in my life. This is how God spoke to me through his word. This is how God convicted me of a sin that I have been struggling with. That's not only beneficial for the one sharing it because it is a sign of hopefully spiritual maturity. God's grace in their life. Absolutely. Yeah, God's yeah. grace. But it's also, I think, important to the one receiving it, perhaps one who's not comfortable yet having those conversations. It's now being modeled for them by that other believer to hopefully build up confidence within that individual to begin the practice of doing the same thing. Yeah, and as we're, as we're sharing uh, what God is doing in our own life, with one another, if I'm if I'm the one listening and I'm receiving this word, it's encouraging to me. It's um, I'm I'm learning from your experience. I'm learning from what you've learned in the word, and so we're we're building one another up when we share. Both the the person who is uh, talking and the person who's listening. What uh, what can this look like in the life of the church on a any given Sunday? Well, one of the main ways we do that is by getting beyond the surface level questions that so many of us are used to having. And hey man, good. did you see the game last night? That's right. What's Alabama ranked in the AP poll in basketball? Crazy weather, crazy <laughs> weather right now. So the way we push past that is to take advantage of the, maybe it's just two to three minutes that we have in between Sunday school or community group and the service. Maybe we make an intentional effort to, yeah get into the service a little bit earlier instead of mm -hmm. stopping off to grab another cup of coffee or whatever. And I mean, you know, these don't have, we're not asking people to go into 20 to 25 minute. Yeah. My tribes. It's almost more intimidating when I think about, uh, when I'm rushing into, because I, a lot of times when I'm helping my kids and my wife get into the building, um, it's almost more intimidating to think about these types of conversations because I'm in such a rush. And I'm like, I don't know if I have time to get into all of this. But I think that just by practicing quick, meaningful conversations, they become easier to have. It's not so much of a burden when we're used to asking, hey, how can I pray for you? Or what do you need me to pray for you about? And then come back the next week. And, you know, then I have the opportunity to just update you. Mm -hmm. We don't have to get back into the, the whole backstory or everything, if we're constantly having these conversations, we're um, keeping one another informed. So why are these conversations so difficult? Lack of practice. We're not comfortable uh, pushing past surface level conversations. I think there is also a fear of the unknown in terms of another brother or sister's response. Yeah. If I ask you what's going on in your life, I have no idea what you're going to say. Exactly. It could be crazy. And perhaps a 
feeling of I'm not equipped to respond to whatever that person might respond with. (laughs) So, and also, you know, we talked about this, but there is a level of accountability involved in, in these types of conversations. Mm -hmm. If I approach you and say, you know, what, what did God show you this week as you read his word? Well, I didn't read his word this week. Correct. (laughs) And not only might that be uncomfortable for you as the one answering it, it's also a little awkward for the one asking the question, you know, or at least it would be for me. So I think, you know, that mutual accountability, Mm. it's not something that a lot of people are really comfortable doing. Uh, We prefer to have or answers to questions that, you know, are pretty basic and can keep the conversation flowing. I don't know about you, but like part of the reason I don't talk on the phone a lot is I hate awkward pauses and like long periods of silence. And I I shouldn't be that way, but that's just kind of how I am. So, you know, when you talk on the phone, if you don't like know what to say immediately, that kind of stuff stresses me out. It shouldn't, but it does. Mm. And so I think that's part of the difficulty of just having those conversations is the fear of the unknown about either what someone might ask me or how they might respond. Yeah, we're certainly just always looking for what the easiest option is, especially when we're coming to church either late or with our hands full. Um, it's, it's not easy to have these conversations. It's easier to get to our kids' Sunday school class so we can drop them off as fast as possible so we can get to our Sunday school class and get in our seat and sit down and just breathe because it's, it's everything before that. It's, it just feels like a whirlwind. So what can this look like outside of the church? I think the key word is intentionality. Uh, we have a tendency to compartmentalize our faith many times. And so thinking through all the various relationships we have with people, family members, coworkers, uh, Christians that we know from our own church or from other churches outside of the building, mm-hmm. I think it's just being attuned to how God is at work in all the various networks that he has us in and to use a resource that I often think about. It's a resource that David Platt wrote many years ago called Threads. It's a PDF. You can download it for free on Radical.net. But he talks about all the various ways we can just weave the Lord into casual conversations. So that's applicable to Christians or non-Christians. Mm. You know, and some of the things that he talks about are some of the things we've already mentioned. You know, uh, how is God at work in your life? Uh, how can I pray for you? Uh, taking opportunities to maybe even comment on larger social issues. And let's say it's, you know, a tragedy that's happened in our country and take that as an opportunity to say, you know, ultimately we live in a fallen world. This is a result of the sin that we have in our lives. And that, that just naturally begins moving the conversation to, you know, a more theological conversation. Yeah. I think that, it's one thing to realize, like, when we get into the church, it's it's already difficult to have these conversations. But even outside of that, I struggle to have these kinds of, conver- these kinds of conversations with my own family at times. Um, I have to be intentional in my house just to check up on my wife and say, hey, what are you learning right now in the Word? Or what are you reading? Um, we have to be intentional about the time that we spend uh, discipling our kids. We can't just say, you know, I'm going to be faithful in discipling our, uh, you know, our five-year-old son, James, without a plan in place. Uh, because our, our life is chaotic. 
we already like, just like when we come into the church and we don't want to have these conversations, it's not the easiest option to have. The easiest option uh, to have at the dinner table, for example, is, hey, everybody eat your food as fast as you can. When you're done, get down, clean up your plate, and then go play. Because that requires, you know, that requires very little thought. It requires very little, um, honestly, it requires a little parenting. Um, but when we throw into the mix, well, we're also going to spend time reading uh, a story out of our storybook Bible, and we're going to spend time singing a, a hymn from this Baptist hymnal. Uh, when we throw that into the mix, it, it takes uh, what should be a relaxing, enjoyable dinner and makes it difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, every carnal instinct in me is saying, don't do this. Let's just skip tonight. But there's something sweet and something um, uh, worthwhile when we actually go through with it and spend time studying, you know, a story out of our, our storybook Bible. And, and you know, uh, my son James, his favorite story is when Jesus is asleep in the boat with his disciples and the storm comes and, uh, and Jesus uh, calms the storm. James can tell you that whole story uh, from memory with enthusiasm because he loves it because he's heard it so many times. Um, but our, our kids listen when we have this time, it's not wasted. I think that's one of the things that keeps us from having these conversations more is that we are tempted to believe that they're a waste of time or, you know, even worse, you know, if you think about having these conversations with a non-believer, you think, well, they're going to blow up in my face or they're going to hate me, or think I'm weird afterwards. So really, if I have this conversation with them, it's going to ruin our relationship, and I won't get to have this conversation again. But in reality, uh, that's all simply just temptation from the other side trying to tell you not to do this um, when these conversations are absolutely worthwhile. And if you think about, go back into the life of Israel in the Old Testament, they were always setting up memorials, always setting up ways to remember how God was at work in their lives, not just for those present conversations, but for generations that were coming after them. And, you know, having conversations about how the Lord has worked is essential to the whole storyline of the Bible. I mean, you have the Passover that was celebrated all of the time to remember how God delivered his people from Egyptian slavery. That is a meal that took place every single year to remember how God was at work. So, you know, there's opportunities with, you know, special occasions in the life of your family, um, mile markers, not just family, even with friends or people that you know or other church members. Like, you can write down, like, I remember, you know, this time last year, you, you lost a sibling or you lost a, a father or a mother. And, of course, we have to take the intentionality to remember those things. But if we did, that could easily lead into an, a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what has God shown you in this year? How has he comforted you? How has he cared for you in the midst of this tragedy? So it, it's essential not only to the encouragement for one another that we need as Christians, but it's also really model for us in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. When we think about, um, the, the church in the new Testament, it's, we go through this in our connect class. Whenever we teach new, um, or perspective, 
members about what it means to be a member of this church. We look at the kind of expectations that the New Testament gives for um, for local churches, how they are called to interact with what we refer to as the one another commands. And so um, there's four main categories that we discuss in our Connect class, love one another, encourage one another, guard one another, submit to one another. And uh, we can't do that without actually getting involved with one another, learning about one another's past even, um, as, as, uh, as voodoo as that can feel at times. You know, you shouldn't dig into one another's past. But we learn about one, one another so that we can build one another up. And we're in doing that, we're building up the, the church in the same process. Yeah, there's a huge assumption behind this whole podcast, and that is that you know your fellow church members. This yeah. is not something that you are going to do if you're not willing to invest and be intentional with your brothers and sisters in Christ. It, it will yeah. never work if, if your intention is to simply you know, kind of sit on the periphery, observe from behind the scenes, not really fully engage. You know, we're, we're wanting and pushing people and encouraging people to have these types of conversations. You got to be all in. You got to be fully engaged with your brothers and sisters yeah. in Christ. Yeah, you can't be the last one in and the first one out on Sunday. You have to show up and show up, you know, with enough time to be show up intentionally so that you can have intentional conversations. And you've talked about this before that naturally your personality bent, you know, is more introverted. So, you know, this is not just something that we're asking extroverts to do. This is something that we all have to Mm -hmm. challenge ourselves and get maybe for those that are more introverted, it's going to be a little bit more challenging, but to kind of get out of our comfort zone and allow God to, to stretch us in this area. Yeah, and I think just, you know, protecting my fellow introverts, I think it also puts um, pressure on on the extroverts, those who are willing to get out there. You know, the the Steve Mounces of the world who are at the front door and greeting everybody openly every week. Uh, if that's you, then you go take the lead and start start talking to people in the pews who are sitting by themselves. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so before we end... Uh, is there anything that you want to add? I would just say that this is not easy, really, for anyone, uh, even for myself as a pastor, Nick as a pastor. Mm-hmm. We can easily compartmentalize our faith as well and think, well, they know I'm a pastor. They don't want to re- really hear about you know, how God is at work in my life. They just assume that. So you're just would, bragging. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I would just challenge you guys to, uh, as we model it as pastors, to also ask us those same questions because none of us are immune to uh, these types of conversations. We we should all desire it. It's a level of accountability just as much for us as it is our other fellow church members. So we're all going to work on this together as a church. I don't want anyone to think that any of us have arrived. This is all something that we're striving to improve at. You know, when I talk to people that are interested in our church or that go through our Connect class and then I meet with them to, uh, you know, talk to them about how they came to faith in Christ, overwhelmingly, almost everyone says, this is one of the most friendliest churches that I've ever visited or been a part of. And that's incredible, and it's a testament to our church. But wouldn't it be awesome to also say, 
man, when I came here for the first time, not only did these people show love and care for me, but they they really wanted to know spiritually, like how how I was doing. And I think that's that's a form of evangelism, even mm-hmm. with people that come for the first time, you know, that we're we're investing and we care about how their spiritual well being is, in addition to just their their physical needs. And that's exactly why we are having this podcast. It's so that we can exemplify how to have meaningful, faith-based conversations. You will hopefully learn more about your brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, hopefully you'll learn a little bit more about God and and, um, Scripture. But ultimately, we want to help foster healthy conversations uh, by just having them ourselves. And, you know, maybe they're not perfect, but by practicing and doing this more, we can hopefully get better at it together. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a great discipline for us to practice and work on as a church. So I'm looking forward to us doing this together in 2023. Sounds good.